So this is Hooplecast. This is the next in a series of bonus episodes that I'm releasing in the podcast feed. The first was the brief discussion of The Leftovers premiere. This is a brief discussion of The Leftovers series finale. I'm joined by Robin, my guest. Hey, what's up? Where are you from, Robin? Uh, Vermont. And my mom. Never heard of it. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, aren't we all? I mean, yes. from my mom in particular, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is just a short discussion. I thought we'd do more of these. I'd release them out in the feed just to kind of keep things going uh, in the feed, populate it with new stuff. I don't want to do yes. deep dives into things the way that I did for Deadwood or any of the pilots that we're covering. I want to do something current, but I'm, I'm not going to cover mm-hmm. every episode of Game of Thrones or every episode of yeah. Westworld. There's enough podcasts that do those kinds of things. But what if I could just get together after every premiere or finale or say pivotal episode, maybe like mid-season, something that if everybody wants to really like get together and talk about it, we'll talk about it for like 30 minutes and release mm-hmm. it like little chats. So this is experimental. We'll see how it goes. And this one's about the uh, finale to The Leftovers, which is a series that I am so sad is going on. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to get on here and chat with you. Um, you know, I was very sad that I missed out on uh, talking about Six Feet Under, but that's that's gone. So I was like, I need to sign up for The Leftovers. And so I was happy that you decided to do a little bonus episode to talk about the finale. <laughs> Because it is a series worth talking about a uh, lot. <laughs> it it definitely is. And if you could give a, like a letter grade to the finale, just to kind of get a sense of where you're coming from, like where do you think that would land? Oh gosh, I'm a super fan. It's A plus. <laughs> okay. I, I I love this show so much. It, I I have the first two seasons on Blu-ray, even though I have HBO Go. I just have to. I I I cannot wait to rewatch it again. I'll be getting the box set. I hope they do a really nice, cool box set. Because I would yeah. definitely buy like a collector's box set of this show. It'd be really thin on the extras so on those Blu-rays. So I was that's disappointing. They do better. Oh, and uh, there's like five on a disc, so they didn't really either. They got really good at compression codecs, or they didn't really care. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, uh, no commentaries. There's a couple of, like you know HBO made um, commercials. <laughs> so I, I wonder. Really... I wonder if HBO will remember this show with any fondness or will they write it off like they did carnival where it's like it never existed (laughs) right (laughs) i hope you still have that one coming up right oh yeah yeah that's uh that's our next big uh discussion episode is the wire and carnival looking forward to that um yeah we're like in peak hbo right now and then then comes john from cincinnati and tell me you love me and k street (sighs) never watched any of those yeah (laughs) I would give this finale a B, okay. and I think part of it is I'm just sad to see it go, and I don't think <laughs> anything would have made me happy because it's like a hole in my heart, mm-hmm. but I also found uh, I found it to be kind of an exposition dump, <laughs> like right at the end, which... Or was it? <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Well, when I watched... Should we just skip ahead to the end? We can do that. Um, Whatever you want to do. Yeah, so 
Nora telling Kevin her story about she got into the machine and went to the like a parallel Earth where 98% of the world had disappeared, basically swapped places, which is a yeah. theor- fan theory that could be true. I mean, I took it all at face value. I was listening to her enraptured, but then after a while, it's like, well, this is really going on for a while. But I just could, I just took it all at face value and I turned it off and I went, ah, so that's what happened. I never really expected that they would give such a big reveal at the end. And it wasn't yeah. until I started reading reactions online where, oh, you mean there's a chance that wasn't true? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I used, I, I, I took it at face value as well. Um, and then, reading the reaction, you know, different reactions. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, we all know Nora's a big liar. It's like, well, I didn't, that didn't seem to be like a defining characteristic of her as I should have like nailed as soon as, uh, she started talking that it wouldn't, wouldn't believe her. Um, you know, and just to, but it, it kind of nails the ambiguity of the show of whether things are really happening or not. It does, and I wonder if that's why they didn't cut in like little snippets of her walking down a row of empty houses or seeing her yeah. kids, or that would just add too much uh, credence to what she was saying. On the other, that hand, was my yeah, because that was my my complaint when I first watched it. I said that was great and really moving, and I wish they showed just a little bit of it, like even just her across the street seeing her kids come outside and then going back in. You know, her husband's got a new wife, yada yada. So I mean, I understand why they they didn't do it, and if they wanted to keep it more mysterious, and also it saves on budget. <laughs> These long monologues, particularly at tables with people talking to each other, is kind of a thing. Uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of a lot of great monologues on this show. Uh, I don't think this one was a, as effective as Grace's monologue about her kids going missing, and I didn't even know that oh, character, yeah. but it was just so deeply upsetting to hear her say you know kids were not there and she just assumed they had been raptured but that's because it was the uh powerful performance of uh lindsey duncan oh my god so uh, good the voice of uh tc14 from phantom menace okay so, all right you know the droid that brings the jedis the no. drinks at the beginning nope wait oh, never seen it <laughs> are you just refusing i've seen to... uh, both okay <laughs> <laughs> no i have i have seen the phantom menace but um <laughs> Not to be confused with Phantom Dennis. Easy to do. Oh, um, oh yeah, 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 of course. So, I, yeah, I took what she said at face value, and it wasn't until I saw some critics who were much smarter than me say, <laughs> well, if that was true, then wouldn't she have – and she had built – had the scientists on the other side build the machine. Wouldn't they just be ferrying people back, like, over? Like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. They would. Yeah. At least the cast of Perfect Strangers would be, would reappear. <laughs> So that is a pretty big hole, I guess. I guess, or, you know, the scientist goes over there, is happy with the people that he finds, decides that he's, you know, not going to attempt to bring him back over again. Nora shows up and he's and he's like, listen, I don't know if this is going to work or not. And she just wants to go back and or die in the process. And uh, she goes and he, you know. Shuts down the Stargate. <laughs> you know? Or maybe just gangs are roaming the, the Earth, the 2% Earth, and uh, yeah. they oh, we can't let these, these insane people through. They'll wreck the world on the other side. We have to destroy the gate. No one can get yes. through. Okay. We have achieved a perfect society. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that really blew my mind once she started talking about it. I, you know, the leftovers is so crazy about like how 
all these different families have lost somebody or know somebody that's lost somebody. But then seeing the other side of it, where like, you know, what is it like 98% or something or 80%? I forget what the actual percentage was. What? Goes missing. Oh, it's 2% goes missing. So Okay, so 98% of the world goes missing. That's like planes falling from the sky. Like all anybody. Uh, well, she said it took a long time to find a boat that would take her. Yeah, but gosh, the, the uh, what is it? The Great Disappearance, the Sudden Departure Day would be like the apocalypse on that side. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so. But I really liked thinking about it. I really liked uh, just imagining what it would like. That would be like the alternate pilot. Um, this was even something that they were thinking about in the pilot. Did, did you read any of those articles that no. talked about that? Yeah. Um, the director of the pilot, Peter Berg, was shooting um, the scene where the baby goes missing. And he said, ooh, you know what would be interesting is if I do another take from the baby's point of view – and <laughs> look around and the mother's gone missing and they're, they're like, hmm, that'd be interesting and kind of just shoot it. And I guess they ran out of light and decided against it. But ever since then, Damon Lindelof was thinking, hmm, that's that would be an interesting way to end things. So and I've heard that as a fan theory of what happened, like more that yeah. the people that we see, they feel like they're the ones who left. But no, they're the ones who departed. Mm hmm. So I thought this yeah. was just a kind of a bizarre finale, series finale all around since so many of the characters are not present. Like it's not, yeah. I would say it's 90% Nora, 8% Kevin and like <laughs> 1% Matt and 1% Lori. And then you don't see John, Michael, Tommy, Jill, Erica. I mean, most of them have just been eliminated from this season anyway. I mean, except for maybe John for a little bit, we get a little bit of John, um, but like Tommy and Jill, Right. You know, it, it is sad that we don't get I mean, there were kind of bigger characters in the earlier seasons. So and if we had had 10 episodes, I think we would have had like a Tommy or Jill episode to give them yeah. like a showpiece. But because it was only eight, we didn't get that. But usually series finales, you know, bring back all the characters and wrap up all the threads. And, and this was no pun intended, a departure from that <laughs> because pun was slightly intended uh, because it is. this was this was really unusual just to follow one character in your, your last episode. Yeah. In the future. And, and there's been a yeah. lot of takes like, Oh, it's always been Nora's show. It's always been the show that's around Nora. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I guess so. Sort of not in the first season. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was Kevin's show. She was just the, the most entertaining yeah. character. I, I find. I always felt it was an ensemble show where everybody got their own episodes and they all got together at the end as some sort of cataclysmic moment. Um, well, that's what I expected. Kevin and Nora in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I expected it would be something to do with like the flood or so. I, I, yeah. I can't even remember. Was that resolved? Yeah, that, that was strange. When he comes back from his little um, trip of being the president, it seemed like what wasn't, you know, the basically the departure day had uh, the anniversary had come and gone. And he and Kevin um, Sr. was on the roof and kind of refused to come down that's and right that's yes. where we left it <laughs> yeah. but I, I i was thinking we were gonna get, gonna get more from that you know yeah it seemed just like it kind of fizzled but yeah. that's i mean that's like this show in a nutshell it's always been something where it doesn't take you where you want it to go or think it's gonna go mm -hmm. things that seem important you realize that's not what it was that what it was about i spend many series finales 
in a state of panic and frustration, yes. <laughs> especially ones I really love. Uh, and yeah, that's, I, I'm glad I rewatched it because my second viewing, I was able to appreciate because all through it, like Nora's like biking, Nora's playing with doves, Nora's talking to a nun. And I'm just like, what is going on? What is <laughs> happening? And yeah. then Kevin shows up and pretends that he hasn't seen her since he first met her. I was like, okay, so we're in the sideways universe. We're going to end up in a church at the end of this damn thing again. Damn is trolling us. <laughs> I was waiting for her kids to appear. And like, yeah. like she crossed over. This is the other earth where her, her kids are still there, but Kevin doesn't remember, you know, anything. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know exactly. Like it didn't make sense to me because she, she was clearly where she left, uh, you know, in, in our universe in our earth because she kept saying to kevin you know baiting him to talk to her as though they knew each other like you don't remember the time they've sacrificed the goat you've never seen that before but he was acting like he had never well not that he had met her but they hadn't talked since that gymnasium scene in the hallway so and i guess what was kevin uh, up to like i i I, it was very uh like frustrated to me frustrating to me because as you said i watched watched it like a state of panic like (laughs) <laughs> what, what what is happening are they gonna wrap anything up is because uh, i if this wasn't a finale i would really really enjoy it mm-hmm. but i was like when is it gonna connect is it gonna is it gonna connect in any kind of way and then at the end kevin just shows up and i was like you know what psych i was yeah. just kidding the whole time like oh that seems kind of cheap well i mean as it's been explained to me because i'm too stupid to actually figure this out on my own uh Kevin didn't want to scare her off. He'd been looking for her for years. Uh, and uh, he decided to try to make it like not go there and say, yes, the last time we talked, we had this huge blowout in the hotel. And I pretty much told you to go kill yourself, essentially. <laughs> uh, let's let's I, I want to start back at square one with you and just tell you that, you know, I, I missed you, you know. I can get that. I can also understand that maybe he was saying uh, or, or trying to kind of re- reinvent their past and sort of mm-hmm. pave over all the trouble that they had and just sort of start fresh. And sort of like if you believe this lie and I believe it, we can fake it together. Right. Uh, so that's the other thing that plays into is Nora lying or not? Because throughout the episode, Kevin's trying to sell her a story. And and at the end, perhaps Nora is trying to sell him a story. Right. <laughs> right. And that makes sense. And and maybe we want to believe it just like Kevin wants to believe it, which is why at the end of this end, we were like, that was like, I can live with that. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you start to think, huh, well, maybe not. <laughs> but in the moment, it was a really nice story. And, and and these two people, like, I don't know how much they're willing to believe each other's lies just to cope. It's so fascinating. There's so many layers to this. That's why I love this show. Yeah, really. Um, yeah, I was kind of glad. I mean, the, season two, we we went to the hotel. And then in the next episode, we went to the hotel again and had some more shenanigans. And it was still really emotionally walloping. Um, so I, I had faith in them to do that. But uh, this was a different way to take it. Homeward and, bound. Yeah, yeah. Do you still do karaoke, Robin? Uh, I wish I did, but no. I, I haven't done it for about a year now. <laughs> oh, so you could yeah, do – you'll do Homeward Bound and I'll do mm-hmm. Life was filled with guns and war and everyone <laughs> got trampled on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, maybe a little Otis Redding. <laughs> uh, yeah, to reenact the wedding scene. A beautiful scene. Yeah. With lots of rando strangers who, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So it's so interesting, like you, they, how they show the nun in in only a br- couple of brief scenes, and I love her. I love the nun. I love the <laughs> wife. I even like the husband. And again, it's like uh, you know, the nun is telling a story as well. You know, she's obviously sleeping with this dude, but like she talks with complete, you know, yeah. honesty that she's has no idea what Nora's talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's things like that that I focused on in the rewatch. All that that whole ritual and the the wedding, I, the entire time I was like, just get back to Kevin and I don't care about this. I, what's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but in the you know the rewatch, they they still have these little rituals they're doing even this many years later. So, oh, the releasing of the birds and then the I don't know the banishing of the goat with all the beads. Yeah, I, I did not. Uh connect that to aftermath of the departure i just assumed it was some fucked up australian thing <laughs> yeah i don't think they do that i don't i, I despite all I the was, time i lived in australia and never went to an australian wedding no one do it oh, so uh, how yeah. i was ecstatic to hear um the opening theme from season two play over the credits oh, yes. opening or opening titles yeah, as soon as they played the season one theme in last week's episode i was like yes it's yes, coming it's kind of <laughs> It's such a great song, and just uh-huh. and I know just saying "Let the mystery be" right before the series finale is like it's, it's perfect. Just a reminder. <laughs> I wasn't crazy about the titles in the previous episodes, where just because the music never matched the images and left me a little like I know what they were going for, but it, uh, it was always dissatisfying. Except for the Perfect Strangers theme, of course. Perfect Strangers was great. I can't seem to remember what else they did because it was so unmemorable it wasn't there was um i guess i don't know there was like a choir like maybe like a latin choir or opera at one point uh right there was the submarine noises like beeping for the entire opening yeah yeah yeah. it just seems like those credits seem need to have that song underneath it yes it it just works the best maybe deviate it from it one week but (laughs) maybe that's intentional too yeah to well, I mean, obviously they intended to not do it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe the an accident, maybe the feeling that they were going for was one of making you feel upset and disconnected until something could be put right again. Right, right. I don't know. Perhaps that's a stretch. So, were you disappointed that Lori was alive? No, no, no. I liked seeing her. I it I... would have pissed me off if she killed herself and left her adult kids uh, without their mother. I and possibly had father. kind of accepted it. I, I, you know, I just took it as okay. So this is a character that is just she just can't get over it, and some people just can't get over things. And hopefully, you know, Kevin and Nora are able to get through things. But Lori, she's just she's just too messed up by this. You know, yeah. what got her to join the GR, what she went through in the GR, and then the aftermath of it trying to save people and that just not working and of course running over some grs and <laughs> the different things like that <laughs> just really messed her up that was um, a that was a character that i grew to really love and i could yeah. stand her at the beginning of the show yeah yeah i well just because it's like why you leave your kids what are you doing <laughs> what kind of person are you 
watching uh, last uh, week's episode, uh, another you know where Kevin's the president and he has mm-hmm. a, his own twin, uh, was one of the funniest episodes of, <laughs> I think, of this show of of TV in general. It was just hilarious, <laughs> and I cannot believe that this is the same show as season one, which could which could be funny, but could also be very depressing and sad. So dark, yeah. I loved it though. I there are a lot of people who are like, ah, just skip season one. I'm just not like that. Uh, no, watch def- season one. Definitely, definitely do not skip it. it. There's a lot of good world building and a lot of good stuff that pays off later. And and it's, I'd say starting with like episode six, the guest. That's like a really strong yeah. one. And and then after that, the Garvey's at their best, and the finale is fantastic. I mean, I, Matt's I, episode is great too. <sighs> Except you know? for the fact that he's so stupid when it comes to keeping his cash <laughs> safe, you know, like rob me, like just wear a sign that says rob me, beat me up. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. such a hapless kind of goof yeah. that, like, you know, I love him, but he's also kind of deserves what he gets because he's so oblivious a lot of the time. There's uh, <laughs> just so much crazy shit in season one. The dog shooting, uh, Kevin Sr. when he comes back into town and just how messed up he is and just so much you know, and and of course, just the whole getting to learn who the guilty remnant are, getting to see uh, that whole situation play, like Gladys, that whole episode. Yeah, I just can't see going without that. No, or even skipping past it. I don't know. You need to. You really need to learn to hate Patty <laughs> oh, in season just act- one, so that you yeah. can appreciate her as the antagonist in season two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I loved her. I was so happy to see Ann Dowd show up in the penultimate episode. And I was so happy, uh, just the other day to order my very first, uh, Patty Pop Funko doll from what? my office desk. Is there, yeah. there are, <laughs> oh my God. Is it like a legit did... one or is yeah. it a fan made one? No, the leftovers came out with the line, like four of them. It's, uh, Kevin, Matt, Patty. Oh my God. Oh my God. Nora? Well, I but don't want the, the Matt one, but I want I, – I don't see Nora. I see three. It's three. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Instead of three, it's Kevin, Matt, okay. and Patty. Well, I want Kevin and Patty. <laughs> Kevin looks like – Kevin looks like Preacher, so I wasn't interested in that. I loved Patty, and if you're looking at it, she's sitting there with her cigarette and a sign that says, your pain doesn't matter. Oh, my God. And just I to have that on my office desk is <laughs> amazing. Oh, well, it hasn't been released yet. No, yeah, it's I've pre-ordered it. It's I think it's uh, June nineteenth. They're going to deliver it. I'm buying it. So, yeah. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> it's made me. I've been looking for leftovers merch, and I haven't found a, a lot of good stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. I wanted like a good like guilty remnant coffee mug or something. Uh, um, but did you share the vulture article in the Hooplecast group? If not, I'll, I'll do it once you post this episode. There's this. Uh, there's this. Uh, a article that breaks down the finale and has so many like beautiful behind the scenes shots that uh, I'm almost thinking like, Oh, if they just made it like a, a picture book uh, about the making of the leftovers, that'd be so amazing. Cause they clearly got at least for the finale, some great behind the scenes shots. I'll post it. I don't know. You haven't seen it. I haven't. No, I, yeah, really I read an article. It was an interview actually with the director. She was talking oh, maybe about, later. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I think I read something from Damon Lindelof. I, le- I read a couple of things, but not the one you're mentioning. Yeah. You know, I'm really hoping that this show like gives Damon some sort of like peace from, <laughs> from just, 
Oh, I said at the end of last season, you can't say Damon Lindelof is a bad writer or anything anymore because you were disappointed right. in the lost finale of Prometheus. He he has earned himself a pardon, and that was after yeah. season two. So you don't. No one gets to say that you know complain about Damon Lindelof anymore. You can say the lost finale mm-hmm. was bad or you didn't like Prometheus, but you can't paint him with a bad rush. I think my not after my pro- this show. No way. My biggest problem with the lost finale is that. It seemed like that show is saying, we're going to answer the questions. Just wait, you know, and they just didn't, you know, I thought the finale, uh, you know, worked well, but it was very frustrating being like, okay, so, but where are the polar bears coming from? <laughs> How is this working? You know, that different questions they left hanging. And I was a big, uh, follower of theirs and listened to their official lost po- podcast, which, uh, with Damon and Carlton. And they always seemed to tease that answers were coming and they just, I mean, some answers game, not not all of them. And it was great how he started off this show saying, there's no answers. <laughs> there will be no answers. Right. Well, that's definitely a, a weight off the, the shoulders, I think, of the yeah. viewer and the creative team. Just go with it. That's fine. Yeah. But, you know, this show actually did create a lot of little small mysteries and then answered them in pretty quick order. Like, I going back to season two, the guy who sacrifices the goat in the diner, you're like, what? what is that? Like, that's so crazy and random. Like, what does this mean? And then you find out later why he does it with, like, just like a little line of dialogue. And you're like, yeah. oh, that makes complete sense. Like, of course. What was he doing? He was doing that the day the departure happened or something or something like that yeah so he has to keep it going just like the lady in her wedding dress and all this like weirdness in in miracle jardin that you think like why is there a guy in the tower like what's with the girl in the wedding dress like they answered all of it Mm -hmm. and it all makes sense just at the time it was like super fucking weird and even in this season it's like why is what's with the cast on on nora or uh the french guy who launches the the nuke in the sub like what was that about like you know how it affects the story like now they have to get on a on an orgy boat but really why did he do that next episode it's just one line at dialogue oh hey did you hear about the guy who wanted to bomb the monster underwater like oh of course so they're really good about creating little small things that are just, what is that? And then they answer it in such a competent, confident fashion. It's really fantastic. The, the the big mysteries, they don't answer and they do answer. <laughs> it's just like either you accept that there's another world where Nora went to. Either you accept that Kevin is immortal until he blew up the hotel, the hotel world with nuclear weapons. <laughs> Uh, or you, or you just think, you know, Nora's lying and Kevin's like mental illness leads him to go to some sort of other place for a it, while. Ex- I would buy that, except that there were other characters who killed Kevin. Yeah. You know, he was shot. He was drowned. Mm-hmm. He or poisoned. He so. Anytime I read about that, though, is like, yeah, but he was shot in a certain place where you could live from it. You know? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I really do believe that he crossed over. Yeah, I, but, I, I believe it too. Oh, by the way, I just saw um, what's the girl's name? The girl who um, Rachel Lee Cook. Um, no, but whatever happened to her? And Bancroft. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We need Josie Rachel... and the Pussycats too. <laughs> <laughs> she and Allison Lohman like went off somewhere where they had promising careers and just never reappeared yeah. in any movies and TV. Anyway, uh, no, uh, John's kid, uh, Erica's daughter, uh, joined the Guilty Remnant at the end of season two or beginning of oh, season yeah, yeah. one. Season, beginning of season two. Evie. Evie, yes. I just saw that actress on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> she played a lawyer. That's cool. I I actually almost had a chance to talk to her. <laughs> uh, every once in a while, I have a, 
have a friend who runs a um like a tv website uh omfgtv.com and he said hey you want to interview this girl and i was and i know you're a huge leftovers fan and i was like uh i don't know what to ask her about i'm not able to be prepared uh and then i watched the season premiere of this of this season and i was like oh shit like i i definitely have no nothing to really ask her about she's dead there's nothing i can say like so what what are you doing in season three? Oh, you're dead okay I guess if I had some time and imagination, I could have thought of some stuff to ask, at least about season two. <sighs> but mm. I guess she was promoting this other show she's on now. So, yeah, yeah. I am disappointed that we didn't get anything from Tommy and Jill. Yeah, this season. Tommy the cop. I thought we were going to get a, some Tommy the cop stuff. Maybe find out what Jill's doing. You know, at college, like she's falls into some sort of like sorority cult or something. <laughs> They were most active in season one when they had the worst like storylines. Yeah, that that was my well, least favorite storyline was uh, the guy who hugs people and uh, they're <laughs> in a cult and he's with the his pregnant girlfriend. God, that that actor is so great though. He's so intense. Uh, yeah, he's creeped me out with his buggy eyes. <laughs> but and but like I didn't really care much about his interactions with Tommy and his you know many pregnant wives or whatever. But I loved uh his appearance in guest where nora comes across him and gets a hug yeah. from him yeah and i liked uh i liked his death scene with uh kevin in the bathroom well those were his two best scenes yeah, yeah, yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs> did you ever read the book no did you yeah 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 and check it out sometime Is uh, it? it's a it's an interesting take on it um you know things huh. are changed i think matt's like a much smaller character nora much smaller um but it's good i I just thought of this because I remembered Holy Wayne was like like this I think he was like in his forties and like overweight or something and maybe I'm just misremembering. There might be mm-hmm. a book readers like, What are you talking about? <laughs> but <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I, I I read it to get ready for the for the show to come on. Well if I ever do a leftovers podcast intro cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Definitely I am gonna after. send uh the the entire series to Matt and Mel because I think as Twin Peaks fans they're gonna like this a lot because there's a lot of mystery there's a lot of like colorful quirkiness to it and a lot oh. of big emotional soap opera kind of elements to it if and we all had time all the time in the world we'd run them through an intro cast because it would be totally worth it <laughs> but <laughs> well I'd like them just to watch it and then maybe yeah. we could do like another discussion about it or ahead of the will we do the pilot we'll cover the pilot but there's so much more to this show that the pilot is just like yeah barest of glimpses that i would hate for anyone to watch the pilot only and then right off the show <laughs> is not being worth continuing when it is so good so i mean it's like it's like a setup to watch the premise. yeah yeah and again like the book is the book is season one like the end of season one is the end of the book so that was the interesting thing about what are they going to do next and all of a sudden they're in this miracle town in Texas. Yeah. All right. So very interested in being a part of that. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Can't wait. I, I'm looking forward to rewatching the show at some point. I want to get a little more distance from it before I go back mm-hmm. and revisit it. 28 yeah, I, episodes. I, it's, it's not, yeah. not too much of a commitment to rewatch this one. And I think there's enough layers to it that it'll be an enjoyable rewatch. Mm-hmm. It was, I, I mean, I rewatched the series before the season started and I was like, Oh God, this show, I just, I want to watch each of these episodes twice in a row. <laughs> I, I think this is going to have a legacy as one of the great shows that if people hadn't – they'll kick themselves for not watching it when it was on. They'll say, right. oh, 
I can't believe I didn't watch it when I was on. People were telling me it was good or they'll say I start, I tried it but I couldn't get into it. Uh, but then I really tried it again and I was able to push through the first four or five episodes and then I got hooked and, and I, then season two and three were brilliant. Like they'll mm-hmm. they'll be sad that they missed out on it when it was I think it's going to be one of those shows that people discover. You know, It's like when you introduce somebody to Carnival, for instance. Just yeah. Like, wow, the scope of this show, it's like why did it – it just gets snuffed out so – you know, at least the leftovers had a, a chance to end. Right. So, well, people don't remember Carnival. <laughs> HBO <laughs> doesn't remember Carnival. It doesn't no. want you to. <laughs> oh, I remember fun. they had a website, and there was all sorts of like I don't know, like there were games and different things to do on the web. I remember being on that website like every week. Yeah, and now if you go to HBO.com and you look at series like past series, like they'll yeah. list Deadwood, but they don't have Carnival on there. Yeah. yeah. They have How to Make It in America on there. <laughs> There's the Larry Sanders show, Tracy Ullman show. That could be a different, not her original one. But Six yeah. Feet Under's on there. The Sopranos is on there. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff, uh, Band of Brothers, like mm-hmm. a lot of things that are long since over. Carnival, not on there. Not in their shop. Can't buy merch. For a long time, Crazy. it wasn't even on HBO Go, but they finally on HBO Go, but... <laughs> They just want to pretend it never existed. I don't understand why. So I don't think they'll do that to The Leftovers because it has acclaim. That's the thing that Carnival never had. It never had critical acclaim and it never had uh, viewers. So That's true. I mean, well, I don't know. I I can't remember if there was any critical reaction to the, the, Carnival. The critics did not like it at all. Wow. At all. Okay. Do not get that. <laughs> I, ran a, I ran a Carnival website. I collected articles and reviews. They didn't like it at all. Wow. I know the only like positive one that I could recall was the season two finale where Matt Rush from TV Guide was like, oh, it was better than it's when it started. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, it was pretty good. If it was more yeah. like that, then it would have been pretty good. I think it's fantastic, but it's like my genre. I recently re-listened to my Carnival fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Walk With Me. Yes. <laughs> It's uh, always great to go back to because it's just very hilarious. Sorry, it's on the Carney Cast podcast. Yes. I should say that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining me, Robin. Oh, thanks for having me. You want to quickly plug something before we go? Oh gosh. Um, if you're into iZombie, I've been having you know writers and actors and you know all even super fans on the podcast to talk about iZombie and its third season. It's going to get a fourth season. So that's at iZombiePodcast.com. Um, if you're into uh, binge watching what used to be like teen dramas, but now it's kind of like whatever me and Steph feel like watching. If you feel like going along a, a ride with us, look up We Don't Want to Wait. Right now we're finishing up uh, My So-Called Life, and then we're going to be binge watching Smallville, which is just you know my dream come true. Um, and uh, also, uh, I run an intro cast that's been going for about seven years uh, called Redemption Cast, and that's about uh, the TV show Angel, which uh, ran for only five years. I'll be on that soon, I hope. Yeah. I'm, I believe my episodes are next. Oh, really? Yeah, Spin the Bottle on Super spin the bo- Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I think we're going to be recording that June 19th. Or, I'm just waiting for an okay from Illyrio, and then I was going to email you. Anyway. Okay. Everybody's interested in this. (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, hooplecast.com is our website with links to show notes and discussion threads. Uh, go on Facebook, search Hooplecast, and join our discussion group. Twitter's at Hooplecast, where I mostly retweet Deadwood-related things. And next time on the podcast, we'll be discussing The Wire and Carnival. Have you, Although, have you, been, have you been watching American Gods? Just get no. Side. Oh, you def- definitely didn't good get back into that, huh? No. Or didn't even start it. It no. Right. It just doesn't right. appeal. To, like I, it seems it just might be too weird, too like esoteric or something. I think it's like eight, maybe ten episodes. When it finishes, maybe like kind of finish. I might, your, I like, might do it. I might do that. Yeah. So I ain't sorry. Right. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I probably should. Eat a machine. I really want to watch Into the Badlands because I've heard really good things about that. When I was re- reading reviews of Iron Fist. I came a lot of comparisons to Into the Badlands saying that's the show that has the best martial arts scenes on TV. That's the show that looks expensive and looks like premium uh, premium TV, what Iron Fist could have been, but is like a pale imitation of. And then I found out that Lance Henriksen is like a recurring character, well, a recurring actor. And I'm like, well, I've got to watch it now. <laughs> anyway. I haven't seen it. I, uh, yeah. Let me know. Okay. That's it then. Okay. All right. Awkward silence, then ending podcast. Bye. (laughs) All right. Cool. I'll edit that somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.